0: Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove, and today is November the 14th, and we are reading through the Bible in a year as we go into 2 Corinthians. Today, we will be starting in chapter 4, so follow along if you can. Otherwise, I'll read this over you, and in the end, I'll give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So here we go, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, in ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts To give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light in momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, Because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. God. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, In the time of my favor I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor, now is the day of salvation. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path, so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad reports and good reports, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying, and yet we live on, beaten, and yet not killed, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and opened wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us, As a fair exchange, I speak as to my children. Open wide your hearts also. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, and God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So, I want to take one of the best verses that I think most people know out of this segment of reading, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. I love that verse, but I even more love how Paul leads up to it. He talks about the fact that it's easy for us to focus on the here and now. We see the things that we want, we see the things the way they are, yet we don't stop and think about what we're going to be or the way things should be. So he reminds us that we are made alive in Christ. And it's not just for this time right here, right now on this world, but there's a future glory that is coming. But not only is that a future glory It is a present reality. And so when he says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, he's talking about the fact that God's glory is on us in this moment. And not only that, he has called us as God's people to also administer that reconciliation to the rest of the world around us. So the glory of God has been placed on us that we might be able to bring that to the rest of the world. And so, it's our duty and actually our privilege to be a new creation and to be able to bring that to those around us. So, may you be a person who is a new creation. And how does that happen? By forgetting the worldly point of view, by not clinging on to the temporal, the things that will pass away, but being able to look towards the things that will last forever. And those things come through Jesus Christ. And so whatever would please the Lord should be the things that would please us as well. Because by doing that, we're also bringing hope and reconciliation to those around us. And we're doing the work of the Lord who would ask us not to live for ourselves, but to live for the one who died for us and was raised again. And then by doing that, we're living for the people around us that they would have a chance to understand the goodness of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So may you be a person who is redeemed by the grace of Jesus. And may that cause you to live not for yourself, but for the glory of God. And as you do that, may the people around you understand who God is, how desperately he loves them, and what he was willing to do to prove it. And all of this so that the day of salvation would be today, that people would know God. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless.